number one cannabis grow show. Live from Nova Scotia, Canada. Your number one stop for all things cannabis. My name is Ray. And I am Pache. Wow, I grew two pounds. 1,100 grams. This is Plant Therapy Live. Plant Therapy Live. Welcome, everyone, to the show that teaches you how to maximize your flower size, because the more you know, the more you grow, Pache. We are into the spring now. I am feeling alive the past week, man. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good, man. I, what, the, what was that? In, increase, increase your flower size? What was that uh, little line that you had? That's new. Ah, that teaches you how to maximize your flower size. Maximize your flower size. I like it. Maximize your flower size. Yeah. Where, where do you come up with these? These are good. I love it. I absolutely love it. How are you this week? Good, man. Good. Things are good. It's been a busy week. Um, the weather's getting nicer here uh, on the east coast of Canada, so there's no complaints there. When the, the snow is now all melted and the ground is, is muddy, and so you're sort of getting that dirt smell to, to sort of hit the air. And, oh, I love that and had a barbecue today. So awesome. That's always yep. nice. First signs of spring. So absolutely love that. Uh, just a reminder to our cannabis army to stay away from Aglex Lights. Um, you will be way more satisfied <laughs> with another brand. And there's lots out there. So just a <laughs> quick reminder on that. But Pache, we're pushing some pretty good numbers. Week over week, I, I, the I, cannabis army I, is I, growing. Hey, what's up, man? I, I love that. The, 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 you almost sounded like a commercial for a second there. Aglax. <laughs> Stay away. Well, I just, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that there's better brands out there. Hashtag better brands. Like Spider Farmer, Mars Hydro. Right, just to name there's a few, man. Of great I lights take out there. cheap Chinese bastards over these guys at this point. Whatever. Just a reminder. Let's keep it fresh. Let's keep it real. Um, but yeah, the Cannabis Army is growing. Um People know, Pache, people know now. This is the one-stop shop for growing pot. And uh, we ain't selling anything but the love of the green here. And we do it each week with our cannabis army. And you getting fired up over this, Pache, or what? Yeah, man, this is awesome. I love looking at the map and just seeing it growing and, and more sort of bubbles popping up. And it's just incredible that, uh, you know, people are... are into what we're saying and what we're doing. And hopefully people are picking up what we're saying and doing and, uh, and helping them grow bigger and better buds. You know, and and uh, oh, I would love to smoke some buds with some folks right, out there. And part of that is using Diablo nutrients and we are giving away a Diablo nutrient package, Pache. So what a great time to remind everybody how they can enter. Absolutely. So just go over to our website at planttherapy.live and on the left hand side, smash that Facebook button and it's going to bring you to our Facebook page and start liking our content. Check yeah, us out. Diablo Nutrients was kind enough to send us a swag box uh, and we're going to give it away. So just for full disclosure here, that was provided by Diablo Nutrients. Um, and we do speak very highly of them here, Pache, and it's what we recommend at Plant Therapy Live. Um, you know, and if you're in the cannabis army and you're following us along, the message at this point should be clear. Um, and we have full blown penetration in our listener map, Pache. We are in 17 different countries now. Can you believe it? 17. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Man. 17. You know, 
Crazy. I'm feeling really good about where we're at. You know, I feel we are dropping some very good quality episodes here and, uh, and hopefully some good vibes out 100%. there too. I'm ready to keep kicking it up a notch. What about you, Pache? I am. So let's go. Absolutely. And I mean, here we are halfway through or close to halfway through season three. It's going by pretty fast, I think, at this point. Um, but just a reminder for everyone in the Cannabis Army, we do give it to you straight here, and we hope you can take it like a champ. We're not paid by anyone uh, for anything that we say here, and we talk about uh, from ex- what we talk about is really from experience only. And we try to look at things from different angles and apply our understanding and knowledge. And, you know, we don't claim to be experts. I just want to throw that out on the table. But what we do is try to sift through the shit, eh, Pache? That's right. And I should also say, when it comes to Diablo Nutrients, I, I haven't tried any other brand other than Diablo. So, you know, that's just my point of view. I've only known one thing. So keep that in mind when I talk about it. Um, but I'm the kind of person that when I stumble across something that works, why bother changing mm-hmm. it? You know what I mean? If I, and if anything, I, it just made me want to try more of their product line, which I have. And uh, after this grow, the lineup for, for the next grow is just to do a, a full-on uh, Diablo Nutrients lineup grow. And, uh, and let's, let's see what they've got. Let's, uh, you know, I, I, I want like, I want to get the, uh, the car out on the uh, test track and let her rip. I've used other brands of nutrients, right? Um, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't just loosely say to you, Pache, you know, but way back when, when you had purchased all your equipment and you were kind of, you mm-hmm. know, first looking at nutrients for the very first time, I wouldn't just tell you willy nilly just to try any old brand, right? No, and when I came to you, I was like, okay, dude, I'm, I'm under stress. I need to get this under, you know, teach me. Yep. Like, what do I yep. do here? So, you know, that's the only reason I recommended uh, Diablo to you because I was currently using them at the time and I was having great results. And at the price point they had and because of the research and development that I had known that went into the product, it was very clear to me at that point that that was a great starting point uh, for you. But, you know, um, just, you know, more to come on that, I'm sure, as we go through the weeks, because you're doing um, some things here in a moment. But I did want to just remind anybody, if they just recently kind of started listening along, that each week we do break down our own personal grows and we do a question of the week. Um, and basically, you can follow us along and do what Pache does. I mean, that's basically been the theme of what's going on here with the numbers that he's been pulling in. And um, we have a feature on our website, Pache, that we never talk about. Uh, and uh, I know for sure you don't know what it is, do you? Is it the live feed? Nope. It's the click here to leave us a voice message button. You know, I'm right proud of that, too. It's never been used, and we have the technology there, and uh, just, uh, you know, nobody's ever used it. So if you have a question for us, go to planttherapy.live and click the button that says, "Leave, click here to leave us a voice message. And we can feature you on the show if you want. If you don't want and you just want to ask a question, just say so in the message. But, um, Pache, you're currently in a home grow at home, and you're mainlining, right? I am, and I've only mainlined right from the get-go, and I'm loving and you're it. Doing a, and you're doing um, a test on Bruce Banner with Diablo Nutrients Push, and like one with and one without, right? Yes, exactly. So, and, and at the end of the line, I'm going to be testing the one without and testing the one with and see if there's Are a difference. Are you noticing any difference as, differences as of yet? Um... 
No, not really. I, I mean, right now it's okay. Well, it's really hard to tell because the the uh, the phenotypes are probably slightly different. I, I almost wish I was doing this under laboratory conditions where I was doing it like a clones. Um, but yeah, so it's really it's kind of hard to tell. Okay, right no yet. problem. So more to come on that, but and, and keep us posted. But uh, let's get into a breakdown of your of your week this week. Okay, so uh, last week I had just finished uh, topping and pruning probably the bottom 20%. And when I, when I say the bottom 20%, I'm talking about the, uh, the auxiliary bud sites where the, um, the, the nodes are. Um, and, and I usually trim, or this time I trim probably the bottom four to five nodes. And also any of the lowest fan leaves that were sort of close to the soil or touching or maybe not getting enough light and uh, maybe showing some deficiencies. So I, I, I clipped them off as well. And then I did a, um, a watering with the full nutrient lineup of uh, the Diablo. So that's the micro grow and bloom. And then I included uh, some frost as well as the push product. And that's that PGR that we discussed earlier in, um, in the season. And, and that's the one that's really going to be interesting to follow to see if it really pumps that, uh, that THC content up. Um, so I haven't added the stunt yet because it's, it's not that part of the cycle, but I will be adding the stunt into the mix um, to go along with the push product. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. And, uh, and so I noticed that uh, my pots were really light after day three, which is a little surprising. Um, so I feel like they're really starting to uh, maybe take off. Um, and this is where I was, you know, I was repositioning and doing some low stress training. Uh, and I'm just sort of letting the plant recover from the topping and the pruning. Um, and so then I watered with, uh, with next was the CalMag and the Max. And the Monster Max is the, uh, that soil enhancer. Uh, and so that's going to really allow the nutrients, uh, to uptake in through the roots a lot better. Um, so that's what the max is for. And so my pH, I've been keeping it pretty high, still around the 6.9 range. Uh, but my runoff, because I've been adding some lime to the top of the soil um, when I water, uh, my runoff has been getting up there. So it started out, you know, very low at like, you know, 4.9. And so now it's been, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago it was at 5.2. Now it's at 5.4 to 5.7 in that range. Um, so very shortly, I'll stop adding lime altogether uh, because it's going to continue to to go up uh, and sort of sweeten the soil if you will uh, and then after uh, the CalMag and Max I usually uh, I like to prune sort of the day after or like within the next 24 to 48 hours after a watering and that's what I did this time I, uh, I figured the plants had recovered well enough from the topping and the pruning to sort of prune the next sort of 15 to 20 percent and, uh, and again, I'm focusing more on the auxiliary bud sites than the fan leaves. Uh, I really like to leave the fan leaves because they are the solar collectors. And, and from my limited experience, um, it just seems to be if I leave the fan leaves, it makes the stalks just grow thicker, faster. And a thick stalk is going to move a lot more nutrients, um, which probably explains why they're starting to go through a lot more water. So... Um, I end up pruning and um, now I'm just getting ready to continue with the low stress training. And now I'm looking for the opportunity to do my next 
sort of level of topping. And, and this is now building, I'm getting close. I feel like I'm getting close. I'm going to top probably within the next week. And this is, uh, I'm, I'm sort of building my antler base for, for to hold up the canopy. I love it. And that's what, is such and that's a what great it's all description about. Because that's exactly what it <laughs> looks like, right? When you see people uh, posting their photographs, right? It looks like a, mm-hmm. antlers, yeah. So it's been a long time since I've topped. I'm probably up to, so I topped the first time after I think five nodes. And now my, my plants that have split into two, uh, they have grown, I, th- I think we're up to around nine nodes. So that's a pretty big V that I'm now sort of creating um, with my plant. And so up around, I'm guessing 10 or 11 nodes that I'm going to top. And, and then I'm going to probably top again after I'm guessing only maybe about two nodes. And so then I'm getting very close to the flip. Um, so hopefully we're going to be flipping in just a a couple more weeks. I'm just finishing two months. I just completed two months of veg. And, uh, and so I probably have another month of veg and, and that's just now building the canopy and, uh, and filling filling the net up to 70%. Like you said, fill it to 70%, then set the flip. So you can eat. That's my you can update. You go a little less than that too, right? I, I might. I, I might go only uh, 60% um, because I, I've got a feeling that these are going to really sort of stretch um, and explode when I uh, switch them to flower. Yeah, I, I hear you loud and clear on that one. So what about you, Ray? What's new and improved and updated with you? Well, you know, uh, commercially, we are still in a, you know, rebuilding phase, I guess is what you'd want to uh, call it. Uh, I'm still waiting to announce what lights we are going to uh, get to fill the room with now. Um, We're going to be getting 28 sets, so more to come on that. I still can't say. I just want to make sure it's a solid before we do officially release that and get into it. Um, but last week we talked about the 77 clones that I had cut. And as of yesterday, there was still no roots yet. Uh, but I'm not really expecting to see those, um, till probably day or day 10 or 11, I think. Um, you know, but, uh, it came to light. I just, you know, a reminder here uh, on a pro tip for cloning. And I just really wanted to make this point that less, really is more when it comes to cloning. Um, You don't have to, you know, consistently spray your cuttings, you know, three times a day while they're in the, uh, while they're in the the dome um, and keep removing the lid or anything like that. Right. It's something that you can literally do every couple of days. Um, And just a reminder, because a lot of people can be, you know, a little bit overbearing in the beginning. They just really try to get into it um, and try to do the best job as possible. And what they realize soon enough is, is that, you know, a lot of their clones don't root uh, and they have a little bit of trouble with it. So just a reminder, less is more when it comes uh, to rooting clones, but uh, we'll have to do a show on that, Pache. Um, I don't recall ever doing a show specifically on cloning so we'll have to put that on the agenda as well but we're in the process as well of uh designing like a pvc um setup with a with a scrog like with a custom built scrog pache so once we get something Mm -hmm. solid there uh we'll grab a few pics maybe and throw them up on the website 
Um, so we'll look into that moving forward. But uh, on a personal level, we talked last week about the R2-D2 and the explosion of growth, which caused me to really go ahead with only two plants in the 4x4 instead of the four as I had Mm -hmm. originally intended. Um, That growth has really continued into this week. I'm so glad that I decided to only go with the two. It was (laughs) the right move. Um, Good. Yeah. You know, today was was a pretty good day. Completed uh, the first week in flowering. Um, Just starting to see the pistols. So soon enough, everything will be rocking and rolling here. But uh, I cleaned out my flowering nutrient reservoir um got that all filled up again cleaned out filled up uh got all the nutrients in it i'm using the diablo push uh as i've talked about before um and you know so far so good uh blue skies ahead at this moment in time um did some super cropping today and that pretty much solidified you know the tent being completely filled at this point so um nice i love super cropping it's uh you know, it's funny because I'm I'm still learning. Um, and so when I was doing my pruning um, the other day, what I would do was I would, you know, cut down close to the base um, and then I would practice super cropping the, um, the bud or the stalk that I just sort of cut off. And I was sort of getting a feel for okay. how you know, how, how much pressure I can put, what a great um, idea. you know, I, I, I went, you know, too aggressive to see what the breaking point would be. Um, and just, I'm just improving my knowledge. I'm just getting a feel. I'm learning my, my getting my green thumb kind of thing. Yeah. And we talked about, uh, super cropping and some other techniques. I think that was back in season one, Pache through growing styles, maybe. Oh, yeah. it was way back way in season back. one, but I don't remember which so, uh, which episode. But maybe we should r- refresh on that uh, on another episode because there's lot lot it, yeah there's lots of good stuff in there, um, and maybe uh, revisiting the the topic uh, maybe a little more in depth from uh, mm-hmm. you know from maybe not a beginner perspective would be the uh, the smart move there. But um, sounds yeah. good. Um, but yeah, so other than that, uh, you know, things are going very reasonably well and I'm just, uh, I'm really feeling like Diablo push, um, you know, is having maybe an impact right away, at least specifically with the R2D2. Maybe that's, um, you know, part of the reason. So it's got me feeling pumped about Diablo push as we move forward. So pumped that I think it's it's time. For question of the week. First we medicate, then we educate. <laughs> and then hold on now. Here we go. You got one? <laughs> I got one right here. Hold on. Going with the pipe today. Oh. Yes, and a shout out to the grower, Sean. Shout out to the grower, Sean, who uh, gave this to me today. Is something that he just whipped off in his own little hobby grow that he has set up and dropped it off to get me to try some. Got a real, it's pretty smooth and it's got really lemon, lemon tones, almost strong lemon, almost. I don't know. Lemony fresh. Yeah, lemony fresh. What's the question of the week, Bajay? The question of the week is, when do I start popping my beans? <laughs> that, you know, hey, what a great time to kind of visit this one, because 
it's springtime, right? So people are wondering, hey, you know, should I uh, should I be getting my seeds in the soil now? Should I be waiting? You know, when when do I pull the trigger? When do I go? Love it. And I mean, you know, a lot of my experience does come from outdoors uh, initially. And as you know, when I was an outdoor grower, um, I would have my plants be started already, right? A lot of the times I'd start in January because um, I wouldn't necessarily be be using like feminized seeds so i'd have to go through a sex identification process prior to taking the chance to put them outside <laughs> yeah ahead of time i never thought yeah. of that so uh, a lot of the times that would force me to do it um you know but uh you know we really got to divide the east coast and the west coast here on this one pot jake is uh i think that's the best thing to do i mean the west coast you know, you guys doing your thing out there. It's just different from what we got going on on the East Coast. Uh, I don't have experience growing outdoors on the West Coast. So um, a lot of what we're going to talk about here, you know, is really going to be directed at the East Coast and our experience with the East Coast. Um, I, see, I see the West Coast and I see your plants. I see you outdoors doing your thing. See you with your 25 pound plants flying your drones over them <laughs> to check the tops. Look. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. I'm jelly every day watching that. But East Coast is a different, it's a different beast altogether, right? Um, it's a different beast altogether. This is ground zero for, for botrytis or, or bud rot. And it's something that, although people may not accept it all the time, it's something that, that's a reality. Every single um, outdoor grow that we do on the East Coast here due to our humidity. And that's another whole topic of conversation. And we covered that, Pache. Again, I feel deja vu coming on. Um, there was lots of tips there for our outdoor back in season one. We did as well um, back when we were, we were fresh as a daisy, but um, I think it's important, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, the goals and if you're somebody that's, you know, looking to really, you know, maybe you can only grow for outdoor plants and maybe you're looking to, you know, fill your bag for the whole year. Um, and, you know, if that's the case, this episode's for you because now is the time like, okay, well, let's break it down first into like outdoor start. I mean, if you're an outdoor if you can only grow outdoors and you can only start outdoors, you can do that. And that's totally cool. And if you have no option to do it indoors, this can work really well. Um, and if you stay on top of your grow and you know what you're doing and you start your seeds outdoors when you can, uh, and you don't lose your momentum, you can have a really good outdoor grow. So, um, but this episode's not necessarily directed towards you. Um, so, um, and, and if you have to do this outdoors, you're probably going to have to wait until June before you can put them outside. So just keep that on your radar as well. Um, and we'll do a reminder. We'll do a reminder in an episode in May. Um, but uh, just a couple of things here. I know you wanted to kind of talk a little bit uh, about some things that you got, got going on for starting indoors. Um, but I do want to mention one thing first. You know, you don't need much to get a good uh, indoor start uh, done. My favorite way has always been to do it in like a small box. Uh, I was always big into like making a little stealth box pache or something like that when it was illegal. Um, you can ask some of my, my, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can ask some of my buddies. The, some of them have been standing within three feet of 60 plants and had no idea, you know, and I've blown their minds, uh, you know, when I've, uh, you know, opened up the door and, and showed them. So, but you can really pull this off with just some CFL bulbs, uh, those compact fluorescents, the 6,500 Kelvin work best or a cheap like led light. Or, uh, or or fluorescence, you don't need much. 
Um, the one thing that I've kind of always used and really loved was those clamp lights. Pot, did you ever see them? The little. I've seen them. I've never used yeah, them. Yeah. So I used to have like a four or five, six of those clamp lights. And they're basically just little stainless steel reflectors. You get them at Home Depot or Canadian Tire. They're like $15. And they have a clamp. They seem to do fine. Yeah. And if you put a CFL bulb in those um, with the right little setup, you can start your seeds indoors now, no problem, and continue to move the lights up as you go along as, as you're kind of getting through the first couple of weeks of veg, right? So I just kind of wanted to um, to throw that out there, right? Um, sometimes, too, you can use those little splitters. You, they split the, the light socket. I don't know if you've ever mm -hmm. seen them. They're kind of cheap, and you can use those to put multiple bulbs in if you need to. So that's an option. Um, and, you know, that's always been my go-to, and I've used those little 4-inch by 4-inch square pots. You know, they're really good for like starting the seeds and they carry the they carry the plant through really the first up to six weeks or even a little bit longer uh, of veg. So um, but those, you know, are I guess at this point we would have to assume that you have your seeds, right? You have your seeds now from your breeder of choice and that you kind of know how many um, how many plants you're going to grow. Pache, you guys got a nice setup there. I yeah, seen some yeah, pictures. absolutely. Well, my wife, she grows non-cannabis related uh, material, which, you know, That's, I guess people yes. do. Uh, <laughs> um, so for Christmas, uh, I thought, well, look, let's uh, let's get her set up. And, you know, so I, I was left to sort of think, you know, if it were me, if I were growing a bunch of plants, uh, which I, I can only, I'm limited to four. Um, so and I know my limit and stay within it. Um so, but I thought, you know, how would I set it up if if I was going to set it up for her? And so I, I got two heavy duty steel racks. Um, you know, really nice. Um, I think there was a deal on a Costco or something like that, uh, which is a, a wholesale uh, I store. Love it. I, I, I um, actually messaged her when I seen the picture, and I was like, "Where did you get that?" She sent me a link. Oh, awesome! <laughs> uh, you should put the link on uh, our Facebook page then. <laughs> because uh, I, I was looking for the link uh, earlier and I couldn't find it. Um, but the uh, the racks are, are very sturdy and they're about six feet tall and they um, they come with wheels so we can pull them away from the wall when she uh, does her watering. Um, and like, they're tall enough yep. so you can have these strong shelves and you, you can hold a lot of plants. So I think on one shelf, um, I can put easily five trays across and each tray is 24 cells yeah, so if you're uh if you've got a huge like uh medical license maybe pache and you're gonna grow a hundred outdoor plants mm -hmm. maybe this is kind of the setup for you right that you're kind of yeah that's right or you know if you're growing other things other than plant uh, cannabis of course but uh yeah this is more designed for somebody who's going to be growing like you know 50 100 uh, well in in this case a couple of hundred plants um, because I end up getting a, um, a a really nice deal online for lights. Um, it was a six pack, and the it's a six pack of LEDs, and the lights themselves are four feet long. So they're the length, the same uh, I guess width um, of the shelves themselves, and they are full spectrum white lights. And I think the six lights total came to 150 dollars canadian um, and i got them off of amazon and uh, they come with reflectors 
Uh, so and so far they have been great. Um, you know the the plants are really responding to the light, um, and I think and I'm just going to double check here. I think they are uh, 42. Yeah, so they're 42 watts each light. So not too strong. Um, and I've got them sort of hanging in. I've got them attached using zip ties that come with the in the package. And as the plant grows and gets close to the light, I just tighten up the zip ties and it brings the light closer or uh, further away from the plant. Um, so it gives us enough time to start hardening the plants off and getting them out into the uh, to the outside. And, um, and so, and she just finished getting them from these the starter cells, and now moving them from the starter cells with the humidity dome over top, now into sort of the solo cup sized uh, plant pots, and uh, and so that's sort of that's where we're at now. And uh, yeah, so it's exciting to come down and check on them every morning and uh, see how they did, and uh, yeah, so that's sort of how the setup goes. And I've got two FOSS power timers. Um, they work really well. I, I've got them on my my um, my home grow um, in the garage, and uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. And I've got uh, one fan sort of blowing, keeping the airflow going, and uh, moving the stems, and just sort of building up the, that strength. Uh, so yeah, we've got a nice little uh, setup going for her. Um, yeah, with for her germination, with CFLs and and stuff like that, and veg, you can get away, you know, with uh, with something that doesn't have to be super powerful, right? It just has to be kind of the right spectrum, and if as long as you keep them relatively close, like you're describing, Pache, they work very well. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have a setup or the ability to get a setup like Pache is describing, or if you have the ability to, you know, in your basement or something, get a couple of clamp lights with CFLs to kind of start your four. If you have the ability to do that, you should be doing it now, you know, and that I think is the reason for this episode at this time, because now is the time that you really want to get into laying that foundation. Um, if you don't have room in your home to veg the moat, you're going to want to wait until the last week in May, most likely, uh, before you really get into popping your seeds. Um, but uh, again, you know, if you're growing for a hobby, maybe, or looking for enough for the year through a hobby grow and have the room to keep them inside for a few months as they grow, now is the time. So just, uh, you know, a reminder, because it can take really about seven to 10 days, Pache, I guess, before they poke their heads up through the soil after you after you plant them. You know, and then four weeks, four weeks of veg, that's going to take us really to the first week of May, right? And, that, and it depends on how long, well, it, are you, I guess, are you running autos or, or photos? You know, everything, I'm not, a, I'm not huge into the autos at this point. I tried them a few times, just not a huge fan. Everything that I speak of is, is, is from photos, right? Um, but th there's a whole conversation that we have to have at this point, and I've mentioned it on another episode because I just can't in good conscience, <laughs> you know, tell you to put your plants out right away if you live on the East Coast. Like, and when I say right away is, is you know, as soon as they can basically stay outside. You know, it's not a game. And we have a ways to go yeah, yet on the yeah, East Coast. It's not a game of getting your plants out as early as possible. I used to do that, and that causes nothing but trouble um, because of, of mold. Um, and, and bought right or snow you know, or snow. I mean, it can be lots of, lots of different things. Um, I have to encourage everybody to veg inside until June 21st, the longest day of the year, right? Uh, it's been my best experience with this. Um, 
you know, to, to uh, really have your best chance at avoiding mold deep into flowering. Um, if you put your plants out on the longest day of the year, their first experience that they're going to have will be with decreasing daylight. And that will cause them most of the time to go into flower right away. Much quicker mm. if you put them out as early as possible and gave them a chance to get acclimated to the outdoors first. This is real talk here, Pache. Real talk. Interesting, because I don't grow outdoors, so I... Right, yeah, and this is not something that okay. you're going to find on any website. This is not something that you're going to find on, you know, this is stuff that you learn picking up pieces of this and pieces of that and, and, and over time, right? Uh, been down this mold road too many times to not warn everyone. So nothing worse than putting all your work in and getting ran over in the end. If you have a green host, though, like we've previously discussed on other episodes, it's different because, you know, it, it it's different. It, let's not get sidetracked with that. Um, but the other thing uh, I did want to bring up, just a thought, Pache, because I've seen people do and uh, do this uh, really uh, do an incredible job of this over, over the last few years. And that's growing pl your four plants or maybe you have a license for more or whatever, um, but growing them like. Um, you know, up against their fence line and, and, and basically growing them out horizontally mm -hmm. instead of vertically along the fence line to, yeah, to yeah. keep it away from, uh, you know, from, from neighbors or maybe people that you don't want to see. Cause that's something real too. And that's something we should talk about as well. Right. What's the number one rule if you're going to grow, you know, outdoors, indoors, for that matter, what's the old number one rule, Pache, do you know it? What's rule number one? No, I don't know. <laughs> Rule number one. Start. Do, do not tell anybody. Loose lips sink ships. You know, so. Uh, some And that's rule one? That's rule number one. Well, it used to be when it was okay. illegal. So. Is there a manual? Like, can I download it? Is there an updated document? <laughs> you'll have to, you'll have to look online for that one, I think, Pache. But uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, and you're not going to want to tell too many people and you're going to want to keep it stealth if possible. So think about growing them horizontally. Um, you know, think about growing them along your fence line. Don't let them get too tall so people can see them because the ripper, the rippers will come close to the end of the season. Pache, we'll do oh, a ripper alert. Rippers. Okay? We had to do a ripper alert last October. Um, they, they come out every year, guys. Um, the junior high school kids will pull them out of the ground while they're still in veg. So you'll come out some night in July or, or early August or something and the plant will be gone. That's how you know it was an amateur. But the professional rippers, they wait until the right time to strike with the biggest amount of emotional damage as well. Right. And we see it every year. So it's something that you're going to oh. want to consider. And if, if you're too close to people or if your neighbors are assholes or you know what I'm talking about, if that's the case, you know, you might want to look at, at doing something indoors if possible to avoid that altogether. Because, you know, if they're good at it, they'll just make you feel like nobody's seen it until the iron's hot. And then all of a sudden they're gone. When you're expecting to trim, you go out there and, and, and there's nothing left. See it every single year. So. Oh, that'd be just heartbreaking. Oh, boy. Mm, but we got some reminders we're going to have to have to do as we go along. But, you know, if we'll yeah, if you got a chance to veg them indoors or if you're thinking about it indoors, um, you know, now is the time. Now is the time. Um, and if you got the room to, to kind of let them let them veg out for a little bit of time, if you do it now, you'll get that nice foundation laid and then you can get your plants out on 
June 21st and, uh, and have the biggest chance of success, but we'll revisit some more topics to help avoid outdoor mold on the East coast spot, Jake, cause you know, that's one of my big topics of conversation, but that's pretty much what I got here on this topic. Do you got anything else to add? Um, well, yeah, actually I did want to add because when I was, um, going through the germination process with my Bruce Banner, the grow that I'm doing right now, um, I was really struggling quite a bit. Um, and it's the first time I really struggled. I've had such amazing success every other time. So, and I just, I did exactly the same steps each time and which was the paper towel method, you know, just, um, you know, letting the seeds soak in water um, for, you know, 12 to 24 hours until they sink, put them in paper towel in the dark and, you know, for uh, a day or two until you get a nice quarter inch taproot or half inch taproot. Um, and then, you know, then they go in the ground uh, or into the soil um, and, and, you know, sort of barely in, into the soil at, at that. Um, and so that's the method that I've always been doing. And I, I was not getting the success I was expecting. Um, and I was struggling. So, uh, you know, I, I reached out to the breeder and, uh, you know, th they said, you know, really what they recommend is probably the old tried and true method of just putting your seed into, uh, wet or damp soil. I was just going to say um, that it's, it basically, you know, if you order seeds from a lot of breeders, you'll get an email afterwards. That'll basically tell you exactly what you're saying here now. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I was a big fan of the paper towel method and I used it over the years, many, many times, you know, and had great success with it. It was my go-to method for a long time. You ask my old growing partner B, you know, he'll tell you just throw it in the soil, man earth doesn't grow it that way you know that's that's his approach and it works well for him right you just you know it's i i get it i get it lots of different angles on that but uh from a breeder's perspective right what they're trying to do is encourage you to do it like mother nature does and yes by, exactly and they just said you know put it in you know a half inch deep or you know a centimeter or two you're, you're uh, used to that anyway <laughs> and you'll see results in three to five days, seven if you planted it a little bit too deep. Um, you know, high moisture, high humidity, uh, suffocates or drowns fresh seeds. And because um, and, and, that's what they were saying, that the, uh, the market nowadays are considerably more fresh than they used to be back in the old days. So, you know, and that apparently has, uh, has an impact. Yeah. So... Interesting. Yeah, so that's just something that I wanted uh, everybody to keep in mind when they're looking at germinating and propagating this year. And because uh, we want your harvest to be a, a big success. You know, we want your, your grow to be a big success. And, you know, the, the longest journey starts with a step. And that's what springtime is all about, you know, getting out there and, uh, and getting your grow started. So uh, if anybody has any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, more so Ray, mm -hmm. but uh, a lot of guys right, <laughs> get, get out there in July and they stretch in the sunshine and they're like, oh, I should grow some weed this year. And then the, all of a sudden it's July, right? So getting the foundation laid now will actually get you a half decent quantity of some reasonably good smoke. If it's good genetics that you're growing and you do an okay job, right? So gives you a better chance yeah. at success to actually putting some jars under the bed for this, for the winter, if you know what I'm saying. That's right. And, you know, you really want to build a, a good base. Awesome. 
All right, buddy. I think that's it for me. What about uh, yeah, you? Good over here. I guess we'll get together next week for another show. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I'm so happy spring is here. Oh, yeah. So more. To- it's going to be a good yeah. one. Can't wait. Exciting time of year. So until next week, Pache, you have a great week. You too, buddy. And everybody else, grow uh, grow strong, grow safe, and uh, be good to each other. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. My name is Ray. And I am Pache. Head on over to Facebook and search Plant Therapy Live and go ahead and smash that like button. Tell the beginner growers out there, be sure to go back and listen to season one because there's lots of good stuff there. Just go to planttherapy.live. Take care, everybody. Have a good week. This is Plant Therapy Live. Over and over. This is Plant Therapy Live. Anytime, 24-7, check it out. Turn your average grow into a savage grow. Of four plants. Close to 700 grams the first grow. 640 grams the second grow. 1,100 grams the third grow. Find out how he does it and more. Each week, we answer a question from a grower just like you. My name is Ray. And I am Pache. So there is all fresh and it's all for you. Plant Therapy Live.